like, oh, you figured this out on your own. I'm like, yeah, I, they brought me in, trained me a little bit. And then I was bidding on like million dollar jobs. And the crazy thing is like my bids might be a little bit higher, but then they were the ones that actually were accurate. You're listening to the Blacktop Banter Podcast, the premier podcast in the asphalt industry made for contractors with contractors. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Blacktop Banter into uh, a good run of consecutive episodes. I'm stacking them up. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, we got a good friend on today. I have another great friend, a longtime friend on after. And uh, we're stacking them up. We're going to be running in a conference season here coming up. You're probably listening to this during conference season. And uh, we're figuring out how to make all this work over here at Blacktop Banner with a crazy schedule this off season. And still bringing uh, content to you that is valuable and content to you that is entertaining and uh, can hopefully add some value to your journey and your life along the way. My guest today is absolutely somebody who has brought a lot of value to my life, not only in my business and in uh, my multiple businesses, but just as overall value as a great friend and has always been a great friend. Uh, I'm a hugger, so I, but... I realize not everybody is a hugger, so I don't come in for it right away. That filter does not exist with John Pajak. You are going to get a hug. It's going to be a big one. Be ready for it because next time you'll be looking forward to it quite a bit. How are you doing, John? Oh, man, I am fantastic, Marvin. It's great to see you again, man. You, dude, we had a great time. <laughs> we recently were in Louisville together. And I'm going to be honest, it felt like old times, man. I was explaining to people, like, when I first came down, like, I didn't have much money to come to GIE, which is now Equip Expo. And uh, one night I slept in my truck. Not a lot of people know that. The next night, um, one of our friends, Ring, let me sleep on the floor of the hotel room. And, uh, you know, I met uh, met Keith down there. Keith just spoke um, at the time of this recording two days ago at the Blacktop Banter KM uh, meetup event in Michigan which is just kind of coming full circle right back to it. But uh, those early days, big dog, you and I were down there, uh, dude, hashing it out, exchanging hats. We, I still got my Turf Tamers hat up on the wall at Wiscoat. I mean, we've had a good well, run, friend. Yeah, that's an old school one, man. We we didn't rebrand, but we changed colors on the coloring. So I, you probably have a green and white one. I do. With the orange logo. So I that's do. the those are the OG ones, man. They're all orange. All our uniforms now are orange and white. Um, but that's, uh, but yeah, man, going down memory lane like that, it, it's so funny when we ran into each other this last time in 2023 in Louisville, that was just like, Hey man, I just saw you yesterday. Let's keep talking and (laughs) doing everything that we did because it's, it's been a while, but we, you know, we've had, we've had contact in between then, correct? but I, I always feel like we have that bond. It's, Mm. It's that strong bond to where we may not see each other for a very long time but we could always just pick up right where we're going just get a few details in there and be like hey man what's you know what's new oh great man that's awesome i'm so glad for you and then we just it's just like the you know what the biggest surprise for me was the kids how big the kids got in that that's the only time you know how time passes really oh man that was just i i couldn't believe like eli just so we used to do those snapchat we used to have a snapchat group which now the world knows about right because i've spoken about we had triplet on and caleb and all those guys on and uh nailer is going to be on after you and uh like eli was a baby he was Mm -hmm. a baby and he's running equipment now 
uh, low key, he drive truck from like the three fl- few blocks from our <laughs> lot to the Wisco office. He'll drive a truck back and yeah. forth. Elizabeth's in high school. Uh, she's going on a missions trip with me this summer. I mean, it's mm. it's time time has passed, but yeah, they they the 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 best part about it for me is when I can bring them, and they recognize you all, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, and they remember like you were an intricate part of our family our lives right getting to that point it's it's a lot yeah. of fun so oh, it's just a it's it's the same thing like on our side you know my daughter's gotten much big she's yeah. you know nine she's gonna be 10 in a, like That's crazy. two weeks <laughs> That's crazy. and the crazy part is it's just how our even our families like we don't a lot of guys don't realize it but when you get into a group of people that are inspirational and they keep you motivated and they also keep you accountable, mm-hmm. it's not just affecting you. It affects our families as well Correct. because we would spend so much time in that group just going back and forth that eventually my wife's like, what are you doing? Like, you know, uh-huh. yeah. And it's like, what are you looking at? And it's like, she's not like that though. Marvin. Okay. I, I, I just yeah. emphasize it, <laughs> but it's like, Marvin. she's like, Hey hon, what are you, what are you doing? And I'm like, there's a Snapchat thing. And I got, I met up with a bunch of people that, you know, we kind of got put together mm-hmm. and we're really kicking it off. And like, I remember we would do it like on Saturdays and stuff. We had a whole theme on Saturday and yep. we'd have the daily themes, but like the wives would know about it and they'd just yep. be like, they knew it was coming. Uh, Oh, it's shirtless Saturday. It's like, yeah. what? we're not going to yeah. explain that so one, like, but it's just what funny. in the world? But it, that, <laughs> to be honest, like it's, it was weird when we all got put together because, um, <laughs> we knew something was coming for some reason. Naylor kind of knew that we all knew it. And mm-hmm. then we knew that if we figured it out, it would create opportunity for things for us in the future. And, um, really back in the day at those conferences is where I learned about, uh, a community within an industry because you all had done it very, very well. Um, whether or not there was a, a pissing contest or whatever, it doesn't matter. Everybody was connected. And, um, for me, that made me feel a lot less alone. I was an outsider coming <coughs> in there with y'all, but, uh, you made me feel part of something. And that really was the inspiration for me to start doing what I was doing, creating Facebook groups, um, starting the podcast and networking, attending my own conferences in my own industry was literally that one. I didn't go down there for that, but that's what came out of it. So part of Blacktop Banner success is because of John Pajak and, and oh, company. Man. So we really the, appreciate I, that. I would emphasize a lot of the company too because, <laughs> you know, it's not just me. Um, no, it's a club. You know, Joe – Joe DePace really kind of helped put that group together too. He mm-hmm. suggested a lot of things um, to Naylor and he said, Hey, put these people in. Yeah. And it just worked, man. It was like perfect. Yeah, it was magic. So yeah, it was. We, and, and it's not like we could reproduce it. We tried. No, and We've tried. That moment was a yeah. moment in time. It was a glorious thing. We What we've ended up doing here at Blacktop Banners, I've taken a lot of what I've learned from uh, our group which was a mastermind essentially, right? And that mastermind uh, instilled in us uh, action and instilled an atmosphere of progression. And we've done that with the Blacktop Banner Success Group here, which are now uh, is up to 25 or 26 members. And we do the same thing. We do a chat group 24-7. We meet up and do FaceTime, uh, Zoom calls three times a, a month. But it creates that community that you and I had and uh, mm-hmm. our, our company and, and moving forward. But... You know, it's it's great to uh, give credit to that and to the people who put it together and the people that were all part of it. But we had to get 
somewhere to get to that point. And that's why we got you on here today. I would like to figure out uh, John Pajak as a young child, right? I'm talking four or five years old with rosy cheeks and a full beard. Uh, growing, up, <laughs> growing up, <laughs> growing up, uh, what was it like for John Pajak? I, okay, you know, you as you get older, you start looking through a different lens. If you would ask me this 20 years later or 20 years ago, I would have had a slightly different viewpoint. But mm-hmm. when I was about four or five, that's when my parents got divorced and it was not a good time for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a little sister. She was, um, she's three years younger than me. And I remember there was times when, you know, things were really tough. You know, my parents were split. My dad was amazing because he would always make sure that he would pick us up on the weekends. So my dad was there, but he mm-hmm. was just because of the divorce and everything. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it was splintered. And but he he was, a you know, he still is a great father because uh, all all the way through until, you know, we got old enough to like kind of move out and everything. You know, my dad wanted us there every weekend. Yeah. He wasn't just like, yeah, forget this. So I still had that. Uh, I had dad in my life. Um, but, you know, a lot of times early on, my mom was kind of, she didn't, my, both my parents were very young when they had me. Yep. Same. Uh, I think they were like 20, 19 mm-hmm. and 20 when mm-hmm. I was born. And, you know, you got to take it with a little perspective. You know, they're both still young. They're still super young. Not, they're not, there's nobody, nobody gave us a book on how to run our lives. You know, Bingo. that's why we're right now we're seeking other people like, Hey, when I grow up, how could I be like yeah. you or whatever? Uh, but anyway, it was, it was tough. You know, my mom, she really struggled. She was always, uh, you know, she had all these restaurant jobs and things like that mm-hmm. just to, you know, she Make was a manager meet. at like pizza hut, you know, so it wasn't mm-hmm. even a fancy restaurant. Um, it was tough, you know, um, if you're in Southwest Wisconsin, of Wisconsin, Pizza Hut mm-hmm. is fancy, buddy. Well, yeah, I mean, I grew up in uh, <laughs> I grew up in Cal City, Calumet City, which yeah. is uh, you know a suburb of Chicago. It's just mm-hmm. you know just south of it, and uh, sure. you know Al Capone used to come and lay low for a little while in Cal City when he was under, <laughs> you know. But uh, long story short. It, things were kind of tough, you know, like there was times when just to make sure my sister was eating, I would give her a can of beans or something and I'd eat dry dog food. And Ooh. um yeah, it was yeah. It, it wasn't fun. Yeah. So, you know, uh there was a lot of great memories though. Like I don't you know, again, there's gonna be a theme that runs through this. I, I'm just seeing it already happening. Um if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't be the you know, it there wouldn't have go. led me to the things that I'm going to be. Yep. In every stage of my life, I had to go through suffering and pain yep. in order to become who I was in that chapter of my life. Correct. Um, so, you know, a lot of, a lot of during the weekdays, like if my dad didn't have us, you know, it would be, you know, split between my grand, my, my grandmothers, mm-hmm. you know, to um, kind of watch us. Cause mm-hmm. remember this is back in like the, <laughs> oh, yeah. early, the early eighties. So if yep. you were like, if you could walk around, if you could talk, walk, and, uh, you know, make sure the you world. don't burn down the house, like, well, you could stay home by yourself. Yep, so. same thing. Yep. Yeah, my grandmother raised me. My mom and dad were in their teens when they had me. My grandmother mm-hmm. adopted me. And uh, she was like, I got to go to work. And uh, my babysitter was uh, Mario and Luigi, man, you know. Gotcha. Like, <laughs> and if I if they got bored, then I went into the woods and played whatever I was going to play and come back. and. Uh, 
sometimes she would be back and I would be coming in at dark. And yeah. if there was dinner, if there was anything, which we lived on uh, like uh, government. So like yeah, mm-hmm. I had either had goulash, which was just noodles and canned tomatoes or uh, fried pork chops. And to this day, John, I can't eat a fried pork chop to save my life. Oh wow! I'm done. You're missing out on some some no, good ones. I'm I understand not. I that though. Plenty. I have plenty. Yeah, I I mean I I understand because I mean it, again, you know the funny thing is uh, a common denominator there is the the woods really oh, yeah. kind of helped raised and form my earlier life oh, yeah. because our minds that was the one wild thing. right exactly we could do yeah. things there's this whole like the, one one of the preserves that we had around up by us had this huge sand pit. And we're trying to figure out how it even happened. And I think what happened is like years and years and years ago, it looked like a, a, a crater impact, you know, Heck but yeah. uh, we, we think it, it could have, you know, we, of course we let our minds go wild yep. thinking like, Oh, the Sarlacc came out of it oh, or, hell yeah. oh, or something oh, yeah. like that, you get know, the, like the stick guns and the pine. Exactly. Grenades. He's going down. Yeah. yeah, we, we, yeah it was a deep one too and it was pretty big but i think what ended up happening was there was probably like a ripper in the woods with a bunch of teenagers and they just started digging this big mound so doing donuts on four wheelers oh uh, yeah what about you couldn't you, you couldn't ahead. even get in in there you only could only walk into that oh, and okay. it was it was like really dense woods so that's Man. so you you get that's that's kind of the basis but john pajak that i know is uh fairly intelligent you go to school what was school like for john pajak uh, you know, it's pretty typical, uh, except like I was always in honors classes, like growing up, yep. I got into high school. They took that aptitude test to figure out where you're going to go. I got all yep. honors, everything like yep. math, just, it was, you know, I'm not boasting here, yeah. but the funny thing is freshman, sophomore year, I was, you know, pretty much straight A's, yep. uh, junior year hit. And I finally, I don't know, I had this little rebellious streak in me <laughs> and I decided, I'm not going to like I, this homework is stupid. Like yes. I do well on the test. Why do I have to spend all these hours, yep. uh, you know, focusing on the homework? And then I, I just would get bored with it. So I wouldn't turn in homework. Mm-hmm. And I remember like by the time I got to um, like my junior year was like my nosedive year. I didn't care. My parents weren't really paying attention as much. My mom would be disappointed, but she was busy doing other things, you know, trying to make a living. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> eventually, it was so funny. I was still tutoring others yep. in English co- uh, class, right? But I was, I basically got kicked out of honors English. <laughs> and I remember my senior year. That's difficult, year, John Pajak. That's the funniest story because that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's how I think of John Pajak. Oh, shit. I, dude, yeah, this is how was, you should do it. And yeah. Is it working? Yeah, man, it's working great. Cool. Yeah. I don't do that, but this is how you should have done it, and you did it, and you did it great. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I wouldn't tell my daughter to do it this way, right. but at the same time, like, this is me. And then I remember my my senior year, just as a, a quick real, real little wrap-up, I ended up um, – I was not in honors English, but they were uh, friends of mine that were still in the honors program. Yeah. They had to do a report on Ode to an, uh, a Grecian Urn, mm. and I'm like – they none nobody these are friends of mine that all know i thought they were way smarter than me yep. and they're like we can't figure this out like they, they just had the class and i'm like okay and they're like we got to write a paper on this we don't know what to do and i i look at a, there's a couple of them around me and i'm like oh it's it's like a moment in time it's it's a the whole point of this ode is to 
capture a moment in time because it's it's forever on this Grecian urn. It's just, it's not like oh, okay. it, it, it's just depicting a single moment so that you could remember it. And then they're like, oh, I'm like, I just read the damn thing. And you asked me what it's about. And I just yeah. told you, you guys spent like an hour collectively on this and you couldn't figure it out. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. So John gets to that point. Um, John, you were a teacher, correct? Yeah, I was. Yeah. Um, Take us there. Be- before that, um, you know, I, I I got sick. I got uh, I was going to college, but I ended up getting sick. I had to come home and everything. Um, mm-hmm. That didn't really go very well. What were you going to college for? Originally, I wanted to be a doctor, but my mm-hmm. grades sucked, so I had to go to uh, a, a, because I screwed up my academic career. Uh, I had to go to uh, a community college mm-hmm. to try to get my associates. Then I had to like fight and tooth and nail to try to get into a medical program that didn't end up working out but what came from it ended up working out because um like after college during college whatever you want to call it and after my sickness i ended up uh just working at it for a lawn care company i worked for a lawn care company and i worked midnights at dunkin donuts so i was really burning the candle at both ends heck yeah you know, just trying to make bills. Yeah, plenty of carbs, well, though. Yeah, plenty of carbs. Oh, yeah. You yeah. lawn care, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bacon, egg, and cheese, or sausage, egg, and cheese uh, croissants were Croissant. my favorite. You know, Oof. get croissant. Mm-hmm. Got to get fancy croissant. Mm-hmm. I can think about it right now. <laughs> but wow. um, anyway. We divert. <laughs> going back. Get the get the train back on the rails, that's right, buddy. That's right. That's right. But what ended up happening was... uh. You know, I was I was in lawn care. This is the late '90s, um, working for somebody else. Yeah. And what I ended up doing this is this this all actually going in order. This actually makes a lot of sense to me now. I got a little bit big headed, and I started thinking like, you know, I'm doing I'm 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 running crews for this guy. I could do this for myself. Yep. Okay, great idea, but mistake number one. I had no business acumen whatsoever. Like I could be a smart ass about things and just kind of go through and, you know, uh, once the concepts are explored with me, then I'm, I'm really good at it. But at that point yeah. I just thought, you know, if I go into this, I could make some more money instead of working for an hourly rate. Right. And I think I was making 10 bucks an hour back in, back then. It, I mean, I guess it was good, but you know, uh, I just had a lot of bills I needed to pay for medical. So I'm like, all right, I need to do that plus live. So I ended up starting my own side hustle. I bought a couple pieces of equipment and I, 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 Marvin, I crashed it. It was terrible. I was not getting paid. I was just losing customers left and right because um, I wasn't billing properly. I wasn't, you know, I was focused on the work, but not the actual business side of it. Right. So I crashed it and luckily I was able to kind of sell off the equipment I had and, you know, get, get everything kind of leveled out. So I wasn't in debt, mm-hmm. but, uh, I went, you know, I was still working for the landscape company that had me yeah. as a crew lead. I ended up going, I decided, all right, you know, I'm going to go to, um, the school to teach massage therapy. I became a massage therapist. So I was going yeah. at night. I remember now. You remember I that? Remember, yes. I worked or I'd go to school at night, work all day, and then like six o'clock, 
you know, I had to be in class. I go to class to like, you know, 9 30, 10 o'clock at night. After I graduated from there, I did it and I had like basically like perfect attendance. I might have been late a couple times, but I never missed a day. And uh, that's pretty hard to do when you're juggling and you got to drive, you know, 40 for sure, almost an hour to get to the school. And uh, shortly after that, I was really getting burnt out with with the lawn care company. And finally, there was an opportunity to teach at the same school I went to. And I was like, yeah, I'll do that. So I ended up leaving that, that the landscape company, yep. came into, um, with, you know, the, the college at the time. And I started out as like a lab tech, you know, and which then moved into being an instructor. Yep. And then they needed somebody, I needed more hours and they're like, Hey, we got a bookstore manager up op- opening here. And I'm like, yeah, well, I'll do that too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, did, I, I thought I was just going to graduate into that. And they're like, no, you got to still do the other stuff too. Oh, yeah. I got to lift this too. So I'm like, okay, well, that's, that's, you know, the, the bookstore manager is kind of hard, hard because it's like this thing runs all day. It's, so there was the dean, the, the professors, and John Pajak, pretty much. Kind of like that, yeah. I mean, it was like, <laughs> I'm incredibly proud of the Blacktop Banner Edition seal coating unit produced in partnership with KM International and available in both 550 and 700 gallon versions. Custom built on the same frame as their bulletproof hot boxes. I work closely with KM to design what I believe is the best seal coating unit on the market, a unit designed by a contractor for contractors. Learn more about the unit and to see a walkthrough of the entire unit by visiting kminternational.com. If you're serious about efficiency and performance, listen up. The Craftco Supershot 125 is not just a melter, it's a strategic pavement maintenance advantage. Quick startups, fume-free, automatic agitator shutoff, a splash-proof lid, and pumping on demand, these features are essential for any serious asphalt maintenance contractor. So don't settle for mediocrity. Elevate your game with the Craftco Supershot line of melters by visiting craftco.com today. In my opinion, Dynapack CC900G Roller is the best roller on the market for driveway and small parking lot paving contractors. The seismic technology in these rollers is unbeatable for the smoothness and compaction they provide, and I choose the Dynapack CC900G over the little yellow roller that you're used to seeing every single time. But don't just take my word for it. Check them out in person at Pavex and World of Asphalt, or visit Dynapack.com to find a dealer near you. Hey, Blacktop Banner fans. This is Michael with Aquafault. Say goodbye to potholes and roadway damage without the need for large crews, heavy equipment, or toxic chemicals. Aquafault is the only permanent repair material for asphalt and concrete that uses water. An installation is simple. Just pour, add water, and tamp. It's that easy. An Aquafault repair can be open to traffic immediately and fully sealed within 24 hours. Plus, the product is backed by a three-year warranty and made in the USA. Visit Aquafault.com. That's A-Q-U-A-P-H-A-L-T dot com to learn more. In the past year, Jobber has been our CRM of choice at Wiscode, and it's made our world exponentially better efficiency-wise. The request to quote and quote to invoice process is seamless and professional. The scheduling aspect keeps us on point and the team leaders moving throughout the day from project to project, while the timesheet feature tracks the team members' hours. For our small seal coating company, it has helped build the solid foundation we can scale from. 
Jobber is now a sponsor of Blacktop Banter and helps bring this show to you. With this partnership, Jobber is offering an exclusive savings to BB listeners of 20% off for six months. To take advantage of this, find the Jobber link in the show description and get to improving your process today. Hi, contractors. It's Kyla from Wiscoat. We use Stencil Plus for all of our pavement marking stencils, alphabet letters, numbers, directional arrows, handicap markings, you name it. We use it and we get it all from Stencil Plus. Right now, for a limited time, you can save 10% on your stencil order by using code BB10 during checkout at stencilplus.com or by calling 877-372-6055. Contractors, you need to make it easy for potential customers to reach you. Get a custom phone number from the 800 Pavement Network and plaster it on the side of your trucks and rigs, and I guarantee you'll see increases in leads and jobs booked. Get yours by calling 1-800-728-3636. World of Asphalt is the leading asphalt trade show and conference, and it'll be taking place on March 25th through the 27th, 2024 in Nashville, Tennessee. From mainline to maintenance, the show will be your one-stop shop to see everything the asphalt industry has to offer. Registration is now open, and listeners can save 20% off registration with the code BB20 when they register on worldofasphalt.com. So, and then they added another, you know, as I'm going through it, I was, they put me in charge of like the AV uh, stuff for, it's so, it's nuts because like every month they'd have a graduation. It wasn't like a, you know, you go for a full semester. Oh, okay. They did everything in modules. Yep. Yep. So you come in into a module, you didn't have to know anything about the previous one, and then you would just cycle through until That's you went wild. through all the modules. So people were graduating, and we'd have people coming in every month. Yeah. So we'd have like these graduations and then these intros every month, and I was responsible for a big chunk of those. Right. And it was very stressful. Um, You're the stressed last out straw, right now just even thinking about it. I see. Yeah, dude, man. Anymore. I'm like, oh, oh it's like post-traumatic can stress. Can I get a break? You know? Can I get a break? Like, really? Dude, I need, no, You're not I there need... anymore. You're not there anymore. Come back. You're not there anymore. It's okay. It's okay, John. <laughs> that, isn't it funny how that, that is? It's it like is. even it's just talking memories. about it, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. so powerful. But uh, the last straw with them, and it, I shouldn't say last straw, but there was an opportunity that they really, really wanted me to be uh, – the director of education, she's like, I really need an assistant and you're the guy. And I was like, okay. And it really became a joke to me when I started watching the office, I was the assistant to the director of education. So basically I was like Dwight Schrute with the whole title thing. It was so funny to me. And, um, at that point, I just remember the previous, uh, president, he was kind of like on his way out and, they gave me this, uh, it was so bad. Like I was so busy. I was getting ready for one of the new in- incoming waves of, of students. And they were like, hey, listen, we need to pull you off of what you're doing right now. We need you to set this room up for a conference we're having. It's going to be all hands on deck, you know. And I'm like, oh, so I'm like, I have to set up like one of the largest classrooms they have yep. to accommodate all the teachers and all the office staff and everything. Yep. And I, I'm like, I, all right, fine. I really didn't want to do it, but they're like, you're the only person that could do it and everybody else is busy. So I'm like, all right. I go and I, I get that whole room ready. Yep. They have the meeting and I'm in the back, like, you know, 
working on something. I'm working on like an Excel spreadsheet or something to get make sure we got everything in line for all these new clients or customers or not customers, students. Mm-hmm. I got to get my words right here. They're all the same, really. And sometimes they are. You know, it's just a different setting. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, this all these new students are coming in, and then they're like, okay, you know, they go through some normal business, and then they're like, okay, now why we're here. We want to congratulate John and, you know, like, hey, you know, because they, they didn't call me Payjack. They they do, would always torture me and just say John. And I'm like, there's like a million Johns out there. There's only one me. That's right. Um, but they were going on and they were like, okay, you know, here we got this plaque for you. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Like, I walk up and early, to preface this, I had just found out like about a month or so earlier how our campus could save like hundreds of thousands of dollars per year on with our finances. Yeah. And I, I, I'm like, I list it all out. It's a huge elaborate thing. And I give it to my, the president of the, he wasn't the Dean. He was the president President. of the, uh, uh, of the campus. And I give it to him and I'm like, listen, this is what we could do. We could save a bunch of money and all the, all the, uh, the department heads were there and they're looking at it like, Oh, this is great. Like, this is going to be awesome. And I didn't hear about it for a little while, but then until I see this, this plaque and it, I, and he just, they just were talking about it while I was in the corner talking about my, you know, worried about my Excel sheets. They were congratulating the president on, you know, saving the campus so much money Oh shit! and that he got this big ass bonus and he got oh, like all this shit. stuff. And I'm like, Oh no, like, I'm like, I didn't even hear that. And they're like, yeah, you know, didn't you hear? You, I mean, oh. you were right there. I'm like, I wasn't paying attention to anything until oh, you guys no. called me. So then I get up there and they're like, yeah, do you want to say a few words? And the plaque is actually like, it was nice because it just said like, hey, here's to your undying dedication to us and blah, blah, blah. And I just looked at it and I'm like, yeah, say a few words because I just wanted to grab it and go. I was kind of like at that point where I was just like, I don't, I don't want to be here right now. Damn. They um, just basically told me like, or, you know, they, I, I just said, thanks for not steal, stealing stuff. And I like kind of walked away and they're like, all right. I'm like, I'm sitting there. I'm just so winded wow, by it because they, it. yeah. And then the, the worst part is like after the party, they're like, yeah, can you get this all cleaned up for us? I'm like, you, you, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I, I remember talking to the president. I'm like, listen, all these things that I've done, like, is there any way I wasn't even looking for, I was like, is there any way we could just get another bookstore manager to be here at night? So I don't have to be here from like 7am to like 9:30 at night. And he's like, it's not what you've done for me. It's what, what you've done for me lately. And those words resonated with me so hard. And I was just like, I didn't even say, I didn't even react, dude. I just looked at him and I was like, okay. Oh my and I, gosh. I remember that was around my 30th birthday and I ended up going to um, my buddies were like, hey, let's go to Vegas. And I'm like, I've never been. Let's go. I didn't care. I was like, HR was like, oh, you can't do that. You can't take. I didn't have any like, PTO or anything. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm going. And they're like, you can't. Yeah. And I said, I'm so going. What you've done for me. It's what yeah. you've done lately. And I remember in the, on the flight over there, I read this book, 48 Days to the Life You Want, I think is the name of it. And um, I had them and I just was like, I'm done. 
I'm done with Damn, them. Dude. I'm going to find. I'm going to give myself a month to find another job. Damn man. And I felt so unappreciated. Mm. I was, you know, mm -hmm. it was so bad because, uh, you know, I'd done so much for them. Yeah. And they weren't even paying me well. <laughs> when yeah. I, I remember when I was leaving, the some of the department heads were like, yeah, you know, you are a department head. Did you know that? And I'm like, it doesn't matter at this point. I'm like, yeah. They're like, you should, you know, like all, all the department heads are making like over 60K, like anywhere between 59 and 64K. And I'm like, you guys know I'm struggling over here. I'm working a bajillion hours in overtime and yeah. I'm making barely making 32K. Yep. And it was bad. It was like my when I first started there it was like ten, you know, like ten bucks an hour or something. It was something stupid Ugh. low. And I think it was twelve twenty five when I left. Damn man, so, that's crazy. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, but I still have that plaque, and I keep I keep it. It's not on the wall. It's in a box, still all wrapped up, and yeah. it's a reminder not yeah, to. Yeah, we ain't uh, going back there. Yeah, we ain't going back yeah, there. Yeah, no, it's a reminder. Don't don't let people talk to you like that. Don't let people. Just you know, disparage you in any way. You, yeah, you, you, yeah, you got to find your own value. Better things. It's tough. Yeah. That's a tough thing to do too. To be honest with you, like uh, determining your own value and finding your own value when you care about people, right? And you realize that they don't value you as much as you should value yourself. That's a tough thing because I know yeah. you're a caring person. It's like, yeah, I want to help out because I want it to be easier for you. Right, mm -hmm. like you're just a caring, giving person, and sometimes they take advantage of that, and it stinks quite no. a bit. But that was a transition then at that point, right? Uh, you go to Vegas, decide you want to kind of do your own thing, and then here we go. We're off and running yeah. with entrepreneurship. Well, actually, it's it, there's a little detour, and I'll keep it short, but I ended up going into construction, and I was a union laborer for uh, multiple, <laughs> multiple years. Um, yeah, so I was like, I don't care. I'm going to go out and shovel. I had a pretty nice gig where, you know, I could massage, you know, <laughs> doing massage and everything. But I went into construction and being on the tools for probably two years before anybody discovered that I had a, you know, working brain cell in my head. There was If that's not the construction industry in a, hand, in, 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 in a moment, I don't know what is, dude. That's the yeah, funniest I'm, shit I ever heard. Like, yeah, they no one even noticed me or that I had even a functioning brain cell for two years in construction. <laughs> Welcome to blacktop banter. Welcome to the yeah. asphalt industry. Welcome to construction. To, That's funny. And I am not bashing on anybody, man. I, I we just love got shit to do, dude. We really don't yeah. care. Like, oh no, it's okay. just like I don't care if you got a PhD. They're like, you were a teacher. <laughs> Grab a shovel. Te yeah, get a shovel, man. We're, Let's go. We're freaking trying to build something here. Like, right. <laughs> I don't explain I did, me how to build it. Just move your body in a way that stacks exactly. blocks or shovels holes. Yeah, because I mean, like, I was on a road crew for a little while, very short amount of time, but it's like, it's just like, get on the shovel and let's go. Let's get yeah, those spoils sure. up. Like, make sure you got everything ready. Um, sure. Don't tell us I a better care. way to do it. Just do it right. this way. So we can just get do, it just, we just need to get this done. We got 40 <laughs> miles ahead of us, and then we got to double back and do the other 40. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I got we got to flip the other way. So, but anyway, uh, I got into that and I was working in the heavy industry. I was doing, you know, oil refineries and steel mills. And then finally it got to the point where, like I said, one company decided, Hey, um, you seem like a pretty okay guy. Let's, uh, I started with as a timekeeper okay. for like all the crews, which was, you know, like 50, 60 guys at, at a time. And of course, if you want to make sure guys get paid, right. You know, if yep. they get their, if they're supposed to get their check, it should be right. Um, move a little bit fast forward. I started to do estimating. One of the guys okay. was like, "Man, you're kind of 
like, you kind of got a knack for this thing. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, you figured this out on your own. I'm like, yeah, I yeah, kind of did. Mm-hmm. They brought me in, trained me a little bit, and then I was bidding on like million dollar jobs. And the crazy thing is like my bids might be a little bit higher, but then they were the ones that actually were accurate mm. instead of bidding it lower. Mm-hmm. Like there was this one in particular that was like bid out at one and a half. And I came in and I said, it was going to be 2.3. And they're like, man, that's a hard sell. Like you, how are you coming up with this? I'm like, because I worked in the field, I understand what is, what some of the possible problems are going to be Correct. And because I'm familiar with this area. I know that there's like it, not landmines, but there really are like, especially in the, um, uh, the oil refinery. I'm like, there's pipes that are buried there for like 50 years that have no blueprints. Yeah. We know we're going to run into them because yeah. I was working over there last so then you're year. Able to job cost, right? You're able yeah, to job exactly. Cost what would happen if you ran into those or what it would cost to avoid those. And, and, and that, I mean, that's what I would do. I would sit there and be like, look, we're going to include the, the, um, um, the land survey where they x-ray the ground. Yeah. We're doing that. Well, that's a lot of money. I'm like, I don't care. We're doing it because it's going to pay off later. Would you rather an excavator hit a pipe and cause millions of dollars of da- or hundreds of thousands of dollars in damage, damage. and we got to shut down the refinery because of it or shut down a portion of the refinery? Or would you rather know that there's something there and we could really pick around it very carefully? We're going to yeah. have to dig there anyway. Yeah. And so anyway, I would I would kind of put those into my bids and my bids were more accurate than huh. any of the other three estimators. That's so it was it was kind of cool. Like when they had me do it, I was I was not working for that company, though. I was still they're paying me as a laborer. Right. Again, dumb, right. <laughs> because as soon as like some of those big jobs were done, like I was on a, I was on a bid for it entirely. It's a huge bid. Uh, company that it was a multi-year job yeah and lots of moving parts i helped bid on that and we won it and it got built and it it helped our entire community not just immediate community but like stretched out i mean as far as the the refinery reaches out you know what i mean yeah if you you get what i'm saying it's like you could be 20 miles away from there and it's still still connecting yeah so I was pretty happy about that, but as soon as the that job then, was kind of done, you use what's that? that? You use that estimating that you'd learned and, and brought in when you started your own business. Exactly. Okay. So like after all of that was done, uh, again I realized that I shortchanged myself because I was working still as a laborer, uh-huh. getting laborers' wages, and and as a contractor. So I yeah. wasn't. I didn't have a. I didn't have security. Right. And they were like, okay, our big things are done. We're going to like, let you go. You're going to go back on the field. You're going to go back on the, on the shovel and everything. And I'm like, uh, all right, I get it. And then it just got to the point where there was a series of events that were happening where I was getting hurt and everything. Cause I was, other people weren't taking the same precautions that I would, I would be always be looking out for their back. If they were on safety watch, man, they'd let my, uh, my, my air monitor ping. They'd let, you know, yeah. bad things happen. The stuff is falling down holes and hitting us and stuff. It was bad. Mm-hmm. So I, I got to, you know, my daughter was, you know, a couple of years old at the time. And I decided I'm done. You know, mm-hmm. she's like two years old. I want her to, to actually have memories of me. Mm-hmm. I, and I thought I never got killed in the lawn care company. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and start that up. Mm-hmm. And that's when we come pretty close to normal here. 
uh, or current date where I started Turf Tamer Lawn Care, and that has been profitable since day one. Yeah. Based on, and here here's how it goes. It's like based on all the things that I went through previously, Correct. I applied those learned. to my business yeah. and became profitable. And then going up until... I think it was started getting really involved in like the, the Facebook groups. And this is kind of where you and I were starting to, you know, interact and everything. Uh, I think it was like 2016, maybe somewhere in that area, 2017. And I finally, I was helping out other business owners on those Facebook groups and things, just trying to help them. And um, I think it was 2017. That's when I came out. I actually had this name in my head and it was called budgets, break evens of bottom lines. And that's what turned into like my workshop that is now, it's not like, Oh, the know your numbers, man. Cause you know, everybody and their mom like says, Hey, you got to know your numbers. You got to know, know your numbers. numbers. It's, it's a, it's a, we're, we're, our industry has always been eight to 10 years behind the green industry. And now that is coming into our vocabulary, like, mm-hmm. like a plague. Hey, you know your numbers. You got to know your numbers. Okay. Yeah. What does that, what does that exactly mean though? Uh-huh. Tell me what numbers. And what do yeah. I need to know about them? And then when you get somebody and you're like, when you get educated on it and you, and you regurgitate to that somebody, they're like, that's not knowing your numbers. And then you're like, <laughs> right. oh shit. Well, yeah. what is knowing my numbers? Right. And then you get another iteration of it and another iteration of it. Yeah. So. Cause it's almost like the, you know, I could say it, there's like many, many levels of knowing your numbers. For sure. You know, you could be just starting out. Okay. What does it cost me to just operate? You yep. know, you don't, you might not know that. Okay. Maybe we're advanced in there. Okay. What are your KPIs that you need to be paying attention to, to see, make sure that you have sustainable growth. Mm-hmm. You know, what are those numbers like? You don't if even care like, about it at that point. You just want to know, yeah. what do I give my tax person? Yeah, like, exactly. Right, right away. Like, what do I give oh, my dude, tax person? I remember, right. and you know, the part of this too is I remember, um, years ago, uh, this is before I started Turf Tamer, but I went back to my my failed business, which was Johnny Boy Lawn Care. Paul Jameson always cracks up when I say that name. Um, <laughs> but looked like you were ready to go. <laughs> but I'm like, what's so funny about that name? I, I but, picture Johnny Boy is like five, uh, five, six, seven year old with a full beard. Yeah, exactly. It, I, I even had an icon or a logo. It was actually kind of a smiley face kind of guy pushing a mower. But anyway, you got to dredge those up later. But, um, you know, the, I remember I was like, I'm going to get an accountant and everything's going to be good. I'm going to be official. You know, I had this huge manila folder full of like stuff and I hand it to him. I'm like, look, I need to, I need to make sure I know what I'm doing here. You know, go over my numbers, please. And he's like, okay, I'm going to have to give you a call back, sort through all this stuff. And then, you know, I'll give you a call. Right. I go back over there. <clears throat> he calls me, I go back over and he, he hands me my, my gigantic manila folder. And then he hands me two pieces of paper. I'm like, what's this? And he goes, that's your your taxes. That's what you owe in taxes. I'm like, okay, I'll sign that. I want to make sure I do that right. And I go, okay, what about the rest? He's like, what do you mean? And I go, aren't you going to tell me like what I should be charging and all that other stuff? He's like, we don't do that. Yeah. I'm like, you're an accountant. He goes, yeah, we don't, we don't do that. Yeah, so true. that was another thing that led to my program now. Mm-hmm. To where I could help other business owners and that name, you know, the budgets, break evens, bottom lines just kind of rolled off my tongue one day and it was at GIE 2016, I think. Yep. And then the next year 
<clears throat> that's when I started. I, I started. I was doing a lot of training for free for a lot of the YouTubers, mm -hmm. which I'm not going to name. But in the lawn care community, like think of like back in that time, think of the bigger Big YouTubers that were out there. And then you know and who it is. You yeah. you know you know who it is. And some of them come forward and they talk. You know they've given me their accolades, but others have still been like, "Don't don't tell anybody." I'm like, yeah. "Okay, I won't." I gotta be Superman. Yeah, I need it's to like, be I, Superman. Because then, like, a, a, of course, some of them are friends of ours, and you know they start regurgitating the exact same thing I told yeah. them, and I'm yeah. like, "Why is that showing up on your thing, man? I don't mind, but I guess I do mind because I'm like, you could just throw me a bone and just say, hey, you mm -hmm. know, my buddy, Payjack, no, you're too kind." I get told yeah. that quite often. I'm too kind as well, which I get it. I, yeah, that's part of it. I just realize that that's if, if that goes away, if the too kind part of me goes away, a lot of the other stuff that I really like about me goes away too. So I'll just keep it. Yeah. And if they feel like they need to do that, they can go ahead and do that. If not, I'll just keep doing my thing. But that is about the time because I can remember uh, we started to form our mastermind, right? Or somebody formed it and mm -hmm. threw us in there. Uh, but we had those conversations because Wisco had just kind of been starting and going and I didn't know how to scale or grow or what I should get insurance for or not. And if I hired employees, then what happens with uh, work comp and like all this stuff? Like I could, I did the basic ins and outs for the year. Give that to my accountant. And tell me how much to pay in taxes. Okay, cool. I can do that. That's base level. But it was when we started to, I wanted to be like, everybody else that was in our mastermind i was at the bottom i wanted to move up there so i had to start making moves and changes to do that and i had guidance finally the reason i didn't do it beforehand was because i did i didn't know so i just left the fear of the unknown and not wanting to get into that world where i had to educate myself i just wanted to do the work i wanted to stay there but once i got around you all and was in that mastermind and i was not necessarily required but it was um kind of the under the undertone was you better be making moves in here or why are you even in here and why am I spending my time listening to you if you're not advancing or not bringing anything to the table and it wasn't necessarily that I had to educate anybody in that mastermind but I better be sure that I'm progressing because they're investing in me right so when I started to see that stuff that's when I started to pick your brain and pick everybody else's brain and started to make moves and build things and I essentially got wiser right because of it and you see, you see me now. I'm a far cry from that guy that entered that group. Oh yeah, way, way back then, and that's because of my atmosphere being changed. It changed me. I, you know, I can't even shut up right now. And back in the day, I didn't say <laughs> anything in that group. I just waited to get called on, and then yeah, prepared for my head to get lobbed off. Right, and like, no, you can't do that. That's not the right move. But you see, I think a lot of us. You know that you, that you bring that up. A lot of us, I think, at some point in time, always felt like oh, I'm the low guy because yeah. I had that feeling many times. I'm like, I'm the, I'm, you know, I'm looking at my. This is the problem with perception. We don't know the whole backstory of everybody Correct. and where they're sitting. It's like there was times when I'm looking at, you know, uh, you know, maybe that's the way it should have been. It, I think it, it was be. because it's like we we were kind of like we none of us i don't think had a really good idea clear idea of where we're at but because of that is there's no hierarchy uh -huh. of like well this is the top guy and this we is the next guy it's like we were constantly pushing each other we were constantly challenging each other yeah. in the best way not in a de deconstructive way we were pushing Correct. each other in the in, in an inspirational way 
I explained it when we were down at Equip Expo, and I just reiterated on my friend Brian Hess's podcast. It felt like, and still feels like, uh, for me now that I've kind of went from our mastermind and our and your industry to creating our own here with a certain group of people, it feels like we're in this cylinder, and only thing that's in the cylinder is progression. And we all move up together, so it never really feels like like we don't get to look around and be like, whoa, man, I'm crushing so-and-so or whatever. All we're doing ever is looking forward and up. But meanwhile, there's all these other people on the outside of the cylinder who, when we are able to step over and look back or they look at us, we're like, whoa, we gained a lot of ground right there. Mm -hmm. But I never do that. I always stay in the cylinder and just progress forward. And that's what it felt like we've done. Think about everybody who's in that mastermind with us. They've yep. all done really, really well. And they've they, most of them have all progressed in one way, shape, or form or another, right? And that's what's happening on our side too. So the mastermind side of it is very important. But during all that, uh, we, we got educated and we learned. And um, I seen that firsthand start to come to fruition at Equip Expo with the progression. Um, I came back. I haven't been there for a couple of years. And uh, I see John uh, – with a line of people in front of him. I'm standing at the back waiting with Liz and Eli and whatnot. And um, Profits with Payjack is taking off. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Uh, just uh, it was in March of this year, 2023, I had an opportunity to start the podcast. And it wasn't – the funny thing is I didn't necessarily want to start the podcast right away. I was like, uh-huh. why? You know, But then I started thinking about it. It, it gives me that voice like I had in the early Facebook groups where I, I, in retrospect, I hate that I lost all that content. We would do mm. all these whiteboard Wednesdays and mm-hmm. I would do all these videos and stuff, but you know how Facebook is. It's not like YouTube. I should have focused on YouTube. It would have still been around today for sure. It would have been accessible to everybody, but mm-hmm. you know, it's lo- a lot of that content's locked away behind a private group yeah. and I don't even participate in that group anymore. But, right. um, I started thinking about it and I was talking with um, one of the CRMs that I deal with or the CRM, not one of it's you say, CRM well, you I deal with. You want on here. Yeah. But you know, it's um, I was dealing with them and they were like, Hey, you know um, we'd be interested if you did that, we'd be interested in helping you out. And I cool. said, perfect. So I threw everything together really quick yep. and got a producer, got Mr. Producer doing everything. Yep. And I st- after I had like this brainstorm of what I wanted it to be and like my pilot episode pretty much lays it out. I want people to know not who I am, but what I can provide for them. And I've realized in, you know, just recently I realized a lot of things. I'm not, I'm not out there professing. Like if you listen to me, you're going to be successful. Correct. What I think because of all the failures that I've had in my life, I'm not afraid to share them. Yeah. And it's more of that warning of like, listen, if you follow this, it will help you prevent some of these failures. Correct. It's just kind of, but even though that happens, like you're trying to prevent something, you still have to have painful memories. Those are the best oh, teachers. For sure. Just like I always, there's, you know, something I always refer to. It's like, you know, when you're a kid, you, you, you're trying to touch a stove while mom's making something. She's don't touch the stove and you don't know why. And then she turns her back, you know, she catches you get, don't, tu- don't touch a stove. And then like, she finally like steps away to the sink or something, gives you enough time to really reach up there and grab. And then you get that searing pain in your hand and you're like, mm-hmm. ah, 
Guess well, what? I'm not going to do anymore. Yeah, you, now you understand why mom keeps yelling at you, and you're yeah. like, oh, okay, okay, all right. I yeah. think I'm going to listen to mom now. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of times I really feel like a lot of the lessons, like whether I have a lot of solo um, episodes on there, and mm-hmm. I'm tr- not only am I trying to give good advice and, and things that have worked for us in the past, I give out a lot of gold nuggets, I, in my opinion. Um, if not, there's always gold dust sprinkled on in there. And if you take all those things, you take that dust, you take those nuggets and you put them in a crucible and you heat it up, eventually you could get yourself your own golden you bar. Well, yeah, you, you got, got your golden ingot. ingot. And um, I, I, tr- I think what I'm most trying to do is try to help people avoid the, the catastrophic failures that I experienced early on in life. Yeah. Because I noticed that my listener base is, you know, there's a lot of new guys, but there's yeah. also guys that are, you know, getting a bit older and they yeah. can't, they can't afford to, to have a blow like that. They can't yeah. afford to get distracted. Yeah. Um, yeah. So where do people go to, to, where do people go to, to learn those types of things and whatnot with, with, with your content and what you do and what you put out? Yeah. Uh, Profits with Payjack is available on all the podcast libraries. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you just type that in and I'll pop up. You'll see my, my fuzzy face. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's a smile that makes you want to say, okay, I could, I could get in with this guy. Um, but uh, other than that, like I have johnpayjack.com and that's a, that's a website. It's basically uh, set up mostly for my coaching uh-huh. and you know, my, my, um, my program, my workshop budgets, break even some bottom lines is there. That's how you sign up. You learn a little bit more about it there. You could sign up for a course there. Um, also there's other trainings available. Mm-hmm. Like what, 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 what type of things will we learn working with John Pay Jack? Uh, depending on like which, which workshop, website, which avenue at. you go through. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, I teach yardbook training workshops too. Okay. So that's the CRM I use, uh, the CRM that, uh, I, I help people with, I have a, a free Facebook group. It's called yardbook users doc, uh, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, if you're using that software, you could just go there and okay. jump in the group, just answer the questions. So I know you're not a bot yeah. <laughs> or you're spammer or something like that. We had a lot of problems with that. I'm sure you got some problems, but yeah, we do. We got over 4,700 members in there now. Wow. And, really uh, job. Yeah, thanks. And it's like I said, it's a pri- it's private, so you gotta actually answer the answer questions. questions. I I know years ago I probably I, by now I probably could have had a lot more people in there, but mm-hmm. to keep the quality of the group up, it's true. I yeah, have ours to has about seven twenty five, mm-hmm. and a lot of the bigger ones have like six thousand, and that's sure. mainly because we just filter out who we want in and who we don't want in. Yeah. So, so you know, there's there's those resources too, but um, essentially cool. what I do is I help business owners predict what prices are going to be profitable for their services. And it doesn't have to just be in the lawn care because I've helped people outside of the industry that, you know, as long as there's numbers involved, I could figure it out. Okay. And because like, look at a lot of the stuff that we do, depending on, um, if it's heavier equipment, you know, say guys are doing roadways, blacktop and roadways or redoing them, redoing whole streets. I have experience with that. I was on those jobs. I was there. I know yeah, a, lot, the steps. a lot of it translates over. Like it's yeah. literally, we're selling a service. 
and, exactly. and it, that service covers an area and you're doing so much per unit of whatever mm-hmm. that area is filled with. Like it's it's essentially just crossover. Yeah. For the most part. And I mean, and a lot of the same equipment is being used. Like even if you're just say, like I say, just, you know, say you're, you're doing driveways and that's your bread and butter, you know, and you're tearing them up and redoing all the blacktop on it. I understand that world. I came from that world. Yeah. And I know how to, I mean, when I, we were doing bidding for those multimillion dollar jobs in the refinery and then the, uh, the steel mill, we were either concrete or asphalt for the finished product uh, when it came to the roadways and walkways. Yeah. So it's like, cool. yeah, I got so, that down. <laughs> JohnPayjack.com. We can check that type of stuff out mm-hmm. and see what's all going on there. If you had one overarching piece of advice, right. And it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, on business. I know everybody tries to get, you know, get that nugget out of everybody every time. It could just be about life too, John, because you and I talk a lot about life. Mm-hmm. Um, what would it be? What do you think is the overall feel of what John Pajak does, has learned because you, you speak a lot about a lot of different things, right? The struggles of the past mold you into what you want to be, uh, educating yourself and getting different experiences help mold you to be what, who you should be and whatnot. But um, if there was one overall theme uh, and one overall piece of advice that if you were John Pajak um, speaking to the people he loves before he mm-hmm. exits this world, what would it be? Don't let failure keep you down Mm. failure is usually one of the best like teachers that you could ever have Mm. the thing is you have to have that motivation to just not be you know what be fearless about it like it Mm. sucks i i mean i could talk like a tough guy right now and say it's you know you get knocked down you get right back up blah 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 i understand like a tough guy yeah well (laughs) it's when i I could I could throw my Macho Man voice in, but no, uh, we could. You, when you fail, it's devastating to you at that time. Sometimes, it, like it took me years to go back into lawn care because yeah. after I failed at it, I thought I was never going back. Yeah. But once you you know allow yourself to fail, don't you know? Yeah, look at it and realize where you can improve. Like identify mm-hmm. what went wrong. Mm-hmm. And then come back and go, I'm going to do this differently. Yep. And then once that, if that happens again, don't be discouraged. If it happens, it's not three strikes and you're out. Okay. In even with turf tamer, I have failed not as bad, but I still had failures. Like we were trying to get into another service. It didn't work out. We, I lost a bunch of money on it, but I, the lesson I learned is like, okay, we have to do things a little bit different here. Yeah. And we have to keep pushing through. And that's the that's the key. It's like, don't let, don't be, everybody talks about success as that's the goal. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, it is. There's success. But when you get to success, then you're always going to be like, mm, the grass looks greener over there. I'm going to go over there now and I'm going to yeah. succeed over you there. You got to define what success is for you. Right. Right. Because if, you, if and, you're using other people's definition, you're, you might be chasing something that's not even satisfying at all. Exactly. It might not be possible. Yeah, so just, possible. you know, just focus on what you're doing. Yeah. If you fail, get back up, dust yourself off and learn from that experience. And you, now it's become a valuable lesson to you mm. yeah. and apply that to the future. And again, oh. sometimes it might take you a long time to get back on track, but 
just keep going. If you're passionate about something, don't let a couple failures knock you down and take you out of the game. It's not it's you're going to hate yourself for it afterwards. It's just like I told my wife, I said, I think I'm going to start a lawn care business. She's like, you have a really good job. And I'm like, yeah, I know it makes a lot of money, but I got to do this. Yeah. She's like, okay, let's go. Man, I appreciate you being on today, John, spending time with us. Uh, we try to, we try to, uh, we try to stop you and I, but we, we, there's times where we've spoke all <laughs> through the night, all through the day, and realized that we couldn't get pride away. And uh, there's always just so much there. There's always so much yeah. uh, context, content. We always take time to catch up, and uh, your insights and perception of life for me have been invaluable. Um, and be able to share somebody who is like-minded in a lot of those aspects as well has been invaluable to me. So I really appreciate your friendship throughout the years. I appreciate the ongoing friendship. I love seeing you do your thing and be happy. That makes me very, very happy deep down inside. So thank you so much again for joining us today. Thank you, Marvin. I, I, and, you know, we got to get you on my on Profits with Payjack. That way we could just kind of keep the conversation cool, rolling. If you're going to do a yeah. don't do this episode, call me up. You know, this the, the wrong way? <laughs> cool. Yep, send that on over, man. Absolutely. So, I really appreciate it. Thanks so much. A lot of this content uh, that John has spoke about um, is there at johnpayjack.com, if not all of it. A lot of the earlier content from this episode about Mastermind is uh, our Mastermind group is parlayed over to the Blacktop Banner Success Group. And you can find information on the Blacktop Banner Success Group, which is a group of contractors that have melded together and made their mastermind. We join for a few calls each month. We have a 24-7 chat group. A lot of our partners who are vendors within the asphalt industry offer a discount uh, on their products, services, whatever that may be, to members of the Blacktop Banner Success Group. So pop on over there, blacktopbanner.com. Take a look at that. Uh, see if that fits you. If so, there's a button there to inquire. That will come to me. We'll talk. We'll get it going. There are testimonials there already from some of the members that have been in there and what it's done for them. Also, we're very excited to announce Between the Lines. It's the Blacktop Banner's premier only newsletter and uh, we've been getting asked to have this thing come out for a while you'll find content in there written by contractors a lot of who are creators here at blacktop banter but also you'll find some content in there from some of our sponsors and advertisers about their products what they do as well and you'll find any links to anything that uh, we think would be of value to you as the reader there on between the lines blacktop banters newsletter and that's it for today's episode I really want to thank John Pajak with Profits with Pajak uh, for coming on, joining us today. And you learned a little bit about John today. He's got a little bit of blacktop ba background. So uh, for myself here, Marvin at Blacktop Bander, and for John Pajak, this is Blacktop Bander, and we speak asphalt. Peace. Hey, everybody. Marvin here from Blacktop Banter. And if you enjoy the podcast and what we've been bringing to the industry, you can support us through a one-time or recurring donation at blacktopbanter.com. There we have a support tab. You click that and choose your path from there. If you listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please do us a favor and leave a review there for us as well. As always, we speak asphalt and thanks for your support. This episode of Blacktop Banter is brought to you by Craftco, the world's leading manufacturer of packaged pavement preservation materials and equipment for the asphalt industry. Learn more at craftco.com.